Well, our salvation in the scriptures are, are often spoken of in different perspectives, or you could even say they're spoken of in different tenses. For example, our salvation is often said to be something that has already been accomplished. It's a past reality. We have been saved. Jesus saved us by his death upon the cross, an event that took place in the past in history. But scripture at times also says that we are being saved. In other words, our salvation is spoken of in the present tense. And I think it doesn't take much thought to give assent to that, that our relationship with Jesus is more than just a past event. He is saving us now. He is with us by his spirit now. He is even now upholding us and making us like him. But scripture also presents our salvation in the present tense. It says that we will be saved. In other words, there is a future fulfillment of our salvation when we will be raised up with Christ at the last day. And so there is a threefold focus to our salvation. Redemption in Christ is past, present, and future. And I want to submit to you this afternoon that this threefold focus of the gospel and of our salvation is beautifully pictured to us in the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper declares to us that we have been saved by the Lord Jesus Christ. They, the elements picture to us his sacrifice upon the cross, a past reality, a historical fact. But the Lord's Supper also declares to us our present relationship with Jesus. At the table, Jesus comes to us and he reminds us of our present communion with him and he is promising us that he will continue to be with us in the present. But the Lord's Supper doesn't stop there because it also points us to the future, to a coming reality. It reminds us that Jesus will indeed raise us up with him on the last day. And so I want to just think briefly this afternoon about this threefold focus of the Lord's Supper and, and underline for us how it communicates to us the, the blessed reality of our salvation in Jesus. So first of all, the Lord's Supper, it takes us to the past. It points us back to the historical work of Jesus. It reminds us that we have been saved by Christ's atoning death on the cross. And if you think about it, the Lord's Supper does have a historical marker built into it. It points back to a specific time in the past when Jesus completed for us his work of redemption. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 11.23, I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. There's another time marker. That the night he was betrayed was the night when the Lord's Supper 
was instituted. And so the Lord's Supper takes us back to a specific point in time. And that is, uh, that is part of what, the, what we believe as Christians, that Christ's offering of himself, a sacrifice for our sins upon the cross, was a real event that occurred at a certain point in history. And the fact that the Lord's Supper was instituted on the night Jesus was betrayed, that too is underlined for us. You think Paul is, he is relaying what was passed on to him, and he relays that it all took place on the night when he was betrayed. And so we are commanded to observe the sacrament in remembrance of Jesus' sacrifice. We are told that as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, what are we proclaiming? The Lord's death. A past, historical, never-to-be-repeated event. And when Jesus died and when he said, it is finished, it was finished and salvation was accomplished. For the Lord's Supper, it's more than just a historical marker. It's not only pointing us to the past, but it points us also to the present. It points us to our present relationship, our present communion with the Lord Jesus. And again, our salvation is a present reality. We are now presently actively communing with Jesus by his Holy Spirit. And that means that when we look at our salvation, our life in Christ, we can't have the view that Jesus just died on the cross in the past, and now he's left us on our own to try to get through this life. Jesus is saying, I am with you now. I am saving you now. His death has an ongoing result that reaches into our present life. When Jesus left his disciples, he said, Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And Paul emphasizes how the present reality of our salvation is conveyed in the Lord's Supper. And in 1 Corinthians 10, that's where we get the title communion. And communion implies a present relationship. But in addition to that, in 1 Corinthians 10, 16, all of the language in the Greek is present active tense. This doesn't speak in the past tense, but in the present. When Paul says the cup of blessing, which we bless, is it not communion with the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not communion of the body of Christ? All present tense verbs reminding us, teaching us the Lord's Supper is a sign and seal of our present relationship with Jesus. In it, Jesus is renewing his covenant with us. He's strengthening us in the present. In Hebrews 7.25, it says of Jesus, he is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. And 
The Greek actually reads more pointedly in that. The Greek reads, he is able to keep on saving those who come to God through him. Jesus is able to keep on saving. It's a present reality. And friends, we need to remember this because I think there is a a tendency to neglect this great truth. I think many of us grew up in churches where it was basically taught that Jesus died for you in the past. He's got you back to zero, so to speak, but now it's up to you to, to, to live for him. That's not what the Bible teaches. Jesus has saved us in the past. He's saving us in the present. He's equipping us by the Holy Spirit to live for him. He's preserving us to the end. And even if we think about the the call for us to examine ourselves in the Lord's Supper, in that way, it is giving us a, a means, an opportunity to evaluate our present relationship with Jesus. Am I living in light of that present relationship? Am I... Am I holding fast to Jesus? Am I neglecting him? So it points us back to the historical work of Jesus. It points to our present communion with him. But thirdly and finally, it actually points us to the future. It points us to the return of Jesus. Theologians talk about the eschatological aspect of our salvation. Our salvation is past. God has saved us in Christ. It is present. He is with us now. But our salvation is also future. There is an already aspect of our salvation. But there's a not yet aspect. Our salvation has not reached its fulfillment. Our salvation will only reach its fulfillment in the future when Christ raises us up with him at the last day. And the Lord's Supper points us to this future reality. In John 6.39, Jesus said, And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but will raise it up on the last day. There's that promise from Jesus that he will raise us up on the last day. And in 1 Corinthians 11.26, Paul said that as often as we eat the bread and we drink the cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until when? Until he comes. The Lord's Supper is pointing us backward. It's pointing us to the present, but it's also pointing us to the future to the glorious second coming of our Savior when he will make all things new. And Jesus, in the upper room, emphasized this future with him when he instituted the Lord's Supper. He said, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Jesus is pointing us forward in the Lord's Supper. And there's a beautiful image there, I think, where Jesus is, he's instituting the Lord's Supper. There's bread, there's wine. 
And he essentially says to the disciples, this is going to be the, the last time that I drink of this cup until you are with me. It's an interesting image that Jesus has the table set for us in his kingdom. But he's not going to touch anything. He's not going to drink of that cup until we are with him. He is waiting for us as we are waiting for him. Whenever we participate in the Lord's Supper, it should point us to that glorious future day when there will be that great messianic banquet, the marriage supper of the Lamb. We should think of the bread and the wine that we partake of as sort of little miniature rehearsals of the greatest victory celebration that will ever take place. The Lord's Supper proclaims his death till he comes. In other words, there will come a time when the sacrament, the sign and the seal will pass away and it will give way to the reality. And the reality is our final salvation when we will be with Christ and free from sin and in his kingdom. So we have been saved. We've been saved by the historic work of Jesus. He died for our sins. He was crucified, dead, buried, and on the third day rose again. Those are past realities that happen in history. But that historical work has ongoing effects. We are being saved now. You have a present relationship with Jesus now. He will never leave you or forsake you in the present. And despite all of our sin and all of our failures, He is with us and He is able to keep on saving us. And we can look forward to the day when He will come again and take us to Himself that where He is, we will be also. Let's pray. Lord, we thank You for the sacrament. We thank You for the visual aid it is to help us to understand these glorious truths that are so often hard for us to believe. Lord, we pray that we might glory in your finished work of salvation at the cross. The hour of your glory so many years ago, the night you were betrayed. But Lord, may we find great comfort in our present communion with you, that you are indeed with us, saving us. And Lord, may we turn our eyes from the troubles of this world to the glory that is to come. Our inheritance, unfading, imperishable, that you are keeping in heaven for us, namely your son Jesus. Lord, we thank you for him, and we pray that you would implant these words in us for his sake. Amen.